Hello, everybody. I'm Del Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Del and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay, though. Hi, Del Shores. Hey, good Lord. As we welcome the people on in, what? You're laughing at my pretend performance of enthusiasm because yeah, it's different than how I've been talking to you all day so far? I know that you're just so tired of seeing me. Uh, so we're But I put up with you to hang out with everyone else for this hour. I see, yes. Emerson well, and I have a project that we're working on ad nauseum, not ad nauseum, it's, it's thrilling. So we see, we have been practicing. Uh -huh. um, well, speaking of practicing, as everybody joins us, let's talk about your show. Congratulations, the shit stir on Sunday night was wonderful. Well, thank you, thank you. I am so relieved that people uh, actually enjoyed it. I've been getting, I, I got, 99.9% uh, .9 of amazing comments. And then one Karen, one Karen came and trolled my site and was very upset that I was trashing her amazing president while he was sick. And, um, oh. and, and also uh, said that she had a real issue. She, she called me Steve. She said, Steve, you lost me. When um, when you dropped the f bomb, and I said I am so fucking sorry. Now why the fuck are you on my page? You're like oh she got lost and wandered over. I think some of my I think one of my dear dear friends <laughs> fans or someone uh, shared it <laughs> on their page, oh, yeah. and some old bigot relative of theirs came. Thank you guys. I so appreciate all. Yeah, I mean, Emerson, you were doing it too for us, but it was really weird to stand in front of your dining table and just talk to these feathers. These feathers heard my show. Oh, that's good. It's good to have a focal point. So I have that focal point, yes. I um, keep hoping that as people share this show, we'll get some of those people Trolling us because I love that, but it has not happened yet. That, that that you get them what? I didn't hear what you just said. That we people will share this show and we'll get some oh. people like your friend. Oh yeah, there were. That, 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 I appreciate it. a lot of people shared my 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 show and it continues to. Art that seems like a you problem. Everybody yeah. else is hearing just fine. Is um, it? Speaking of the whether you're watching us on the Facebook or the YouTube on the Twitter. Tell us hi, tell us where you're calling from and share the broadcast out with your friends and family and fans. How's that art? Is that better? Cause I, my, it may be me. It's not cause he's the only person that said it. So if only one out of 90, chances are the, that it's just him. Oh, okay. Well, I just turned my volume up. I bought a ticket, but never got a link to view it. Um, we sent out all of the links, but, but, uh, it's it's right now. It is on my. You can see it at any time. It is on. It is pinned on delshores.com. Uh, I mean, not delshores.com. Facebook.com. Delshores official. So please go watch it. I'm so sorry if you didn't get a link because we did send them all out. Unless you bought it right at the last minute, I guess that I don't know. I don't know. And then it is, but it is still live, so you can still go watch it right now. Now, it did make me a little nervous for Blake and my show that's coming up because it is a lot with nobody watching, uh, but we will be doing our Once Upon a Lockdown cabaret show live from my living room on Sunday, October 25th. Tickets to that now available 
at emersoncollins.com on my website. Uh, all I'm right, y'all. That it's gonna be fun. We are leaning into doing more ridiculous mashups and a medley that no one asked for uh, for everyone's entertainment. So it should be fun. Oh, um, that's that. Congrats! I, I, tell me when it is again, Emerson. I'm writing it in my book right now. Uh huh. Sunday, October the 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific. 5 p.m. As he writes that down in his calendar, and y'all go buy your tickets. All right, y'all. It's time. It's time to talk about it. Cause Lord, what a weekend it was. Uh, with that COVID idiot in the White House going to the hospital, y'all. Oh my God, it is, it's insane. And it's just one after another. They're just, I was gonna say dropping like flies, but that's not exactly the right term. Um, it's, it, but, but they're, they're being diagnosed very, very rapidly. There were more today. And I can just say, the, the fact that he, he went out there and then just took the mask off. I just like knocked my head, uh, took the mask off and and went into the white house hey everybody and and put those people in jeopardy who drove him and he had to do take that little joy ride i mean what the fuck y'all i feel like somewhere down the line as history judges all of us extremely harshly for letting it get this far uh that joy ride around walter we read where he said after those weird staged photos where he was signing a blank piece of paper wearing the same clothes he went to the hospital in and then felt the need to run outside like Marie Antoinette waving at the people and getting everybody sick just so they he would feel better about himself and then going back to the White House and that Real Housewives where he like went in and that wasn't good so they did a second take. I can't. Now, now, because I, I was really working on uh, uh, something else yesterday. I, when I went on the news last night and they said that there was a second take, I'm, I'm confused. Did, were there reporters that watched this? Is he that stupid? Yes, that it was all on camera because he just walking in the door. So he walked in the front door, obviously took off the mask to do that, then went back out and did it again. It's literally like how they tape the Real Housewives, right? Where they tape a housewife walking up to the front door, then they put the camera on the inside and she has to come in again so they can get the reverse. Oh my goodness. So it's uh, there. Oh, there he is. He still has the lung power and oh, Patty Lapone. I still have the lung power and I wore less makeup. This revival is closing November 3rd. Fuck yeah, Patty Lapone. For those of you who don't know, if you don't know, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Patty Lapone was the original Levita in Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical long before Madonna took it on for the movie. So this reference to him being a Vita on the balcony was kind of the win for last night. The kind of thing that we laugh at so we don't cry. Yeah. Well, um, and then we got the debate tomorrow. Well, and there's nonsense happening with that. You saw Pence's spokesperson making fun, said if Kamala wants to build a fortress around herself, uh, then she should go ahead and do that. They're arguing about whether or not they're going to have plexiglass on the stage, even though Mike Pence was clearly at the Amy Coney Barrett super spreader event. Yes. And and by the way, what that spokesman Miller was, isn't that Stephen Miller's wife that made that horrible snarky remark? 
I'm all, is it Kate, Kate Miller? I think is her name. I think she's had COVID. I'm not positive about that. Somebody, somebody that's listening, tell me, tell me if I'm, I, I'm just fishing. And it's like, I do not know. Every bit of information I have was, is already stated y'all. I just can't the chapter and verse and poor Claudia Conway having to sit on TikToks and expose the administration. Like it is just, we are and all she, the way down the rabbit hole. And she's got COVID because of her selfish mama. It's, uh -huh. it's crazy. So um, anyway, uh, well, I'm but gonna, I don't know, wait, and one other, one other thing on that though, before, you know, and the number of senators who have gotten it, right? Senator Tom Tillis, who's running against Cal Cunningham down in North Carolina that we promoted on this show, even though Cal had his own weird scandal last week with some text messages he sent to a woman that wasn't his wife, but I don't care because he's a Democrat and we're going to vote for him. Um, there are so many senators who have it that the Senate has said, just kidding, we're not coming back to work until the 19th. So that's so convenient that it's not that big a deal. The president says, don't let it hurt you. And tying, right, our masculinity or your personal strength to your perception of COVID, which basically implies that all those people that died and all the people who got extremely sick, it deserved it, right? Don't let it scare you. Fuck you, it should scare you. It's killing people. I tweeted today, it could scare the shit out of you. It scares me. I'm traveling on Friday. Today I went and I bought spray and, and, and wipes that I could, because all my spray is like big, big, big old bottles that you can't take on a plane. I thought maybe they'll make an exception. I just go, I, I got my spray for everybody. But I went to the gas station, got this little bitty spray and, and got two of them because I thought I'm spraying everybody. I, I mean, not everybody, but every, <laughs> just get away from me. Get the fuck away from me. You know how people have those water bottles to spray at their cats when they don't want them to do yes. something? That's how I imagine you running around the airport at people with no masks. Just Emerson, I am so obsessed with this trip. I'm like calling the airlines going, now what seats have nobody around them? How's it doing? How's it booking? I'm just hoping it's completely empty that I, because I don't care. I don't care if I'm in coach. I don't care. I'm in first as long as there's nobody around me. Because uh, I've got status. You know, I've got status on American. I can get some upgrades. And I figure this is the only time I'll ever get those upgrades anymore when nobody is flying. Except that everybody is. The airplanes are completely full now. So you're going to be surrounded by the people. Well, they, 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 I'm not touching them. I am not touching them. All right. I just want to uh, give... Uh, go go ahead. What, what you were Guess say. what? No, nope, I was going to say uh, Art 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 Gregory, my my team captain of Desert Age, just posted that we just passed ten thousand dollars. And if you haven't donated to Team Sorted Lives, it's on my Facebook page, on Art's Facebook page, everywhere. So we're excited. All right, what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. Thank you for joining us, because Lord, with the October surprises continuing to roll themselves out. Please share the broadcast and we'll get on into the news because what happened this week, it was so important and it's so notable as to why all of this stuff matters. Because on the first day of this new Supreme Court session, Kim Davis, remember her, that old bigoted clerk from Kentucky, had her case rejected by the Supreme Court, which sounds great, and it is, but this is so important. In a statement written 
by Justices Thomas and Alito made very clear that the extreme conservative end of this court, which Amy Coney Barrett will absolutely join if they push to confirm her, like they said today they are going to, has its sights set on marriage equality. I'm going to read a bunch of this because we want y'all to see why this matters so much, why the makeup of the court, why we're talking about all this. Because they wrote, in a Obergefell versus Hodges, the court read a right to same-sex marriage into the 14th Amendment, even though that right is found nowhere in the text. Several members of the court noted that the court's decision would threaten the religious liberty of the many Americans who believe that marriage is a sacred institution between one man and one woman. If the states had been allowed to resolve this question through legislation, they could have included accommodations for those who hold these religious beliefs. The court went on to suggest those beliefs espoused a bigoted worldview. P.S. They do. The dissenting justices predicted that these assaults on the character of fair-minded people will have an effect in society and in court, allowing governments, employers, and schools to vilify those with these religious beliefs as bigots. Which, good, that's what we fucking want them to do. It then went into a full-throated defense of Kim Davis, basically saying because when she accepted the job of clerk, her job description related to marriage licenses aligned with her religious beliefs, but the Obergefell decision forced her to choose between her bigoted religious beliefs and her job. It then said, due to Obergefell, those with sincerely held religious beliefs concerning marriage will find it increasingly difficult to participate in society without running afoul of Obergefell and its effect on other anti-discrimination laws. Y'all, that is what we want to happen, and they are saying we shouldn't. They go on to say, if marriage equality had been passed as a law with no exemptions, I guess that'd be fine, but it's bad for the court to have basically been legislating. Moreover, Obergefell enables courts and governments to brand religious adherents who believe that marriage is between one man and one woman as bigots, making their religious liberty concerns that much easier to dismiss. And this is the dangerous kicker. By choosing to privilege a novel constitutional right over the religious liberty interest explicitly protected in the First Amendment, and by doing so undemocratically, the court has created a problem that only it can fix. Until then, Obergefell will continue to have ruinous consequences for religious liberty. I hope that makes sense to everybody. What they are saying is that people's religion, no matter what it says, no matter how bigoted their beliefs are, because the First Amendment protects religion in any and all way, they want to be able to use it in all aspects of society, and that this decision to make marriage equal is bigoted, and the court itself needs to undo its own decision. That's what these two justices are calling for, and that is what it seems rather clear Amy Coney Barrett will do. And beyond that, fuck marriage, right? Like, marriage is great, and marriage is lovely, but it's like the princessiest of problems for the LGBTQ community. What we've got to do is pass the Equality Act, which is really about housing and employment and treatment in the public square. Those are the things that matter to the most marginalized people in our community. But if they come for marriage, they are going to be saying that we should be second class citizens in every other way, too. Sorry about it. Yes, it's scary. It is scary. Well, yeah, well, tell me what you said. You know, wasn't it you that said you woke up and it was so like, depre you know, depressing to think about like, going so far backwards after that was such an accomplishment or was that like 
It was the only two people I talked to. It was Blake, I think. Okay. But, but I agree with, I concur with Mr. Blake. It is. I mean, and the, the thrilling uh, day, I remember that day, how thrilling it was for so many of us to wake up and we see that, okay, our lives matter. People say our lives matter. And this big, big decision and the, and the fact that just so few I mean, it's, it was only 2015. This is five years later that we are being threatened. That, and and, and the, the things, someone like Clarence Thomas, fuck him. I just fuck him. And that other one, that other. <laughs> so, that other. That other. so anyway, the, um, and, and right before that decision, uh, the anti-LGBTQ National Organization for Marriage had released a video supporting the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett that shows footage of us. Well, let's just show it. Let's just show it. Yeah. We'll keep talking. But it, it shows footage of Senator uh, Kamala Harris officiating a marriage between two women over a black and white video. The text reads, all our issues are at stake. Marriage, life, religious liberty. The first part of the ad opens with battle Supreme Court and shows footage from protests that occurred this past year, implying that the protests have been violent and will probably destroy the entire country. Halfway through the ad, the video changes to footage of Harris officiating, and there we are, the women, uh, these uh, Chris Perry and Sandy Steyer's wedding in 2013. Now these women challenged Prop 8 and won, and they got married in San Francisco City Hall by then Attorney General Harris. The ad says the Senate must confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett, they sent out an e-blast without that that says Amy Coney Barrett is a perfect pick for the U.S. Supreme Court. A devout Catholic, mom of seven, that's too many, and a gifted intellectual. She shares our beliefs on the issues most important to us, marriage, life, and religious liberty and bigotry. I didn't say that. That is why the left hates her so much. Yes. That it would seem like an accurate description. They did get that part right. I, I, I agree with you. That's why we hate you. That's why we hate you. That's why we hate her. That's why we hate you all so much. But like, Lord, they want to drag us back. Like part of the reason marriage was the first argument was because it was easy to wrap their head around. But that was supposed to be the first building block on its way to protecting health care access, employment, housing, all these fucking things that matter to the most marginalized people in our community, not our weddings, you know, in a Hyannis port. Like, Move forward. We're not our trans brothers and sisters in the military. I mean, it's yeah. just on and on. And it, you know what really just gripes my ass is that I'm in thinking of all of this, and all of this is this starts tumbling down and falling apart. I I I, it, I just go back to that fucking Richard Grinnell. I just fucking hate him because I cannot help but go on his Twitter and see how he is defending everything. And I thought, how in your conscious as a gay man are you able to rectify all of this shit and still think that your life matters you are a second class citizen to the republican party as we say in the in texas you are the red-headed stepchild that's who you are sir i know and once upon a time who was it that hated ginger so much that that became the phrase i mean bless their hearts they barely go outside in the sun why did they need all this extra what redhead did everyone hate so much? Who had a stepchild? And and there's something that says that redheads are going to be extinct somehow. The 
That well, it is a recessive gene, you know. Getting less you and know, less. I like redheads. Redheads I mean, and blondes. It's recessive genes that arrive at that combination. So at some point, you know, well, you know, there's real racists. That's part of those white supremacy racists, great fear, right? That eventually there's going to be no more white people left because you're going to get rid of all the recessive traits over time. And eventually everybody will have brown skin and brown hair and brown eyes. You know, like that's happening tomorrow. Well, speaking for myself, I'm fine with just being a little darker. I am way too white. I would like I would like to, that recessive blonde freckles. I just like it to go away just a little bit. Uh, but also, and like, but the real, you know, the fear for many people, William, I'm a terrified. I'm a fixed 56 year old, not attractive old guy that very few give a shit about except my husband. This could destroy what is left of my life. Well, William, first of all, we fucking care about your life here. And so does I everyone else. Your life, William, and, and, and at least you've got a husband. I, don't, I have three chihuahuas, William. Um, and you're not old. If you're old, I'm ancient, my friend. <laughs> I know it is funny when people insult themselves and you're like, wait a minute, if that means you, then uh, that means me. It's worse. William, get up to the screen. I'm just gonna give you just a little slap right there. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Um, and y'all, now clearly we're on a roll today. And as we head through this election, like it's just gonna, we're gonna all, we've all gotta breathe, we've all gotta laugh a little bit. Um so I want to share this nonsense thing that happened with Jill Biden. Uh, she was, and I just love this. On Saturday, Dr. Jill Biden was at the Sine Foundation headquarters in St. Paul, Minnesota, where food was given to families in need at a drive through event. Biden made three stops in the Twin Cities that day. And there is a photo going around of Jill Biden there. And I love her so much because y'all, when she did this, she knew, she knew. Oh. It was not an accident that she held up that giant eggplant. Dr. Jill Biden Doctor. knew what she was doing. And I'm so grateful. We need a little laugh. That, like every now and then when, when someone, it, you know, once in a blue moon, back when I was even checking Grinder or Scruff, someone would send me an eggplant. That's like the sign of the penis and emojis, right? Yes. I did not, I, you know, I've not used it. I just need, I need to start using the eggplant. It's just, it's just probably way down there though. And I'll just have to search and search and search for that eggplant because I haven't used oh. it. Oh yeah. I'm sure you can find the vegetable if it's really important to your journey. But she <laughs> held up a big old dick of an oh. eggplant. She knew what she was doing. She did it for our entertainment. I received it because she and Joe have appeared at so many LGBTQ events over the years. She knew what she was doing and I appreciate it. We needed a little levity because it's just like when they're at the fucking Iowa State Fair and every one of them has to eat a corn dog or a hot dog and they're like, fuck me, here we go. I know, I just always think that, you know, every time I see that old picture of Rick Perry, just, I was going, oh, he's had a cock in his mouth. Oh, Rick Perry. I do not agree, he has not. Oh, he probably hasn't. I just, you know. I, just I don't want him. I just say so We don't want okay. him. Um, uh, oh, is it me? Oh, yes. Yeah, it always oh, is. The oh, way this show works every single time is that when I finish, it's always your turn. Shut up. Uh, it's, uh, it's 420. It's, uh, it's, it's a little past 420. I think I'm just going to get stoned and do the rest of this oh show. Oh my God, please do. Uh, <laughs> okay. On Saturday, um, and y'all, I have made a commitment. I am no longer calling 
uh, him, Miss Lindsey Graham. I'm not doing that anymore. So Sugar Britches Graham debated his Democratic challenger, Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. And Jamie mopped the floor with Sugar Britches. He hammered Graham over his hold me accountable clip on nominating Supreme Court justice. He was on fire from the very beginning when he, Lord, I just love somebody who brings out a plexiglass. He brought out a plexiglass partition to separate himself from Graham beyond the, the, the distance between their podiums. He started off saying tonight, I'm taking it seriously. That's why I put this plexiglass up. He said the pandemic has impacted him personally after a great aunt of his died in a nursing home in July all by herself. And he said, it's not just about me. It is about the people in my life that I have to take care of this as well so that my two boys, my wife, my grandmother, they will all know that I've done this. Let's take this issue seriously and do all that we can to not only take care of ourselves, but each other. Yes, Jamie Harrison. I am in love with this guy. I really so much. I mean, it was like, this was the like beginning of a national career for him because it was so good and it was so strong. And y'all, we talked about Jamie. He's doing so well in the polls. He's starting to look like he may even pass him in the polls, but we've got to fight against the bigots over there in South Carolina who will at the last minute surge for Lindsay. So, but he's one of the people I'm texting for, working for. Here's a reminder of his website. Throw him a few dollars if you've got him to spare. Yeah, and he's doing really, really well with his fundraising. I mean, so much that Lindsey Graham starts crying, poor pitiful me, you know? Uh -huh. They ought to just put up Linda Ronstadt's uh, song as he walks out on stage. Poor, poor, pitiful Lindsey Graham. I hate him. I just hate him. Just that hate is clear. Him. All right. In the next, because of that Hornet poll we told y'all about a couple of weeks ago, you know, that said that 45% of queer men plan to vote for Trump. And we all thought, oh my gosh, there's so many men in our community that are terrible and selfish. Well, Glad commissioned a much more scientific poll of 800 adults weighted by gender, age, race, education, and geographic region to get a more clear scientific picture. And they were clearly shady sharing the revolts, they said in contradiction to the unscientific polling released by another entity, this survey shows Biden holding a substantial lead among LGBTQ voters of all sexual orientations and gender identities, including those who identify as gay men. This poll found that 79% of gay men said they were going to vote for Biden and only 17% for Trump. They did that poll 921 to 25, found 76% of LGBTQ adults support Biden, only 17% for Trump. It also found that 57% say they said they had a more favorable opinion of Biden. Kamala Harris had a higher favorability rating compared to Pence at 50%. Now, what I found interesting is one, thank God, we're back to that around 80% that's historically been the split in our community. But very interesting to note, only 57%, 50% said they're excited. And that's okay, y'all. You don't have to be excited. They don't have to be your favorite candidates that we have ever voted for, but you do have to check that box, pull that lever, stamp that stamp, put that thing in the mail, show up with your mask on and vote for them. And then we can make them do what we need them to do after the election. <gasps> you have yours. Look what I got today. Look what I got. That's so exciting. I didn't have mine yet. Yeah, I got it today. I am so excited because we already have drop-off places. And before yeah. I leave, I can 
Uh, I've got all my research, all of it. I'm just going to, you know, on Thursday, that's one of the things I'm going to do before I leave is I am going to vote and I'm not going to put it in the mail. I am not. I, I don't know. I just feel like I need to go to a, a drop off. And it's well, just, the postal service is still is, is safe, you know, but if you feel good going to a place too. But in some places like in, in Texas, now there's only one drop off place in each county so that could be really far away for people Boy, that's gonna that's going into the court system though i think well yeah but i mean there's still nowhere to put it while it goes to court so y'all get it in the mail and get it back while you can i mean talk about voter suppression i mean he is just crazy that yeah. that um so um all right and yes 17 i don't know you know we can only do what we can do and challenge our community members as we are encounter them well, this is, um, this, this is, you know, Emerson, I get obsessed with these polls and I know it's probably silly, but every day I go to realclearpolitics.com and it's been really interesting since uh, Trump uh, tested positive and after the debate that he, uh, Biden was only 6.1 uh, collectively. They do this, they do the, all the polls. He was 6.1% ahead. This morning, 9.5%. He is climbing on a daily basis. So we just, yes, continue this momentum. All right. So All right, let's, just do the first paragraph of this so we can get skip on. Okay. Well, y'all, I'll just, I'll just, I was part of this. I loved it. Uh, the Proud Boys, uh, uh, because George Takai uh, decided uh, that uh, what he tweeted, what if gays took pictures of themselves making out with each other and doing very gay things, then tagged themselves with uh, hashtag proud boys so that they can reclaim that uh, hashtag. And boy, did it go crazy. And a lot of, uh, a lot of LGBT people were upset about it and felt like that we shouldn't try to, you know, claim uh, some bigots hashtags, it's not worth the effort, but I thought it was kind of fun and I really enjoyed seeing all the pictures. So, uh, oh, oh, look at that one of Trump and Putin. <laughs> that was funny. I um, hate that shit. Yeah. I don't find that funny. It's irritating to me. Okay. I, well, we don't have to agree. It's just, I just think anytime it's like, ha 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 homos, like, it, I feel like straight people get a little too comfortable sometimes and then it starts to get weird about, are you laughing at it because you know they wouldn't like it or because ha ha ha? I, yeah, I, I, know. I see your point. I do. I'm a wet, I'm a wet blanket. It's not serious, y'all. It's just, yeah, that's all. But I do love these. That wasn't, I, I want to be clear. I'm not like, that isn't like, don't. That's just, I'm just, I just am bored by it. it. It feels like middle school to me. That's all. Not because... Not because I'm worried, but all these little couples. I feel like I rained on it. I wasn't trying to do that. I was just sharing my perspective. It's all right, Emerson. I have. I Will have you get through it? Will you survive that mild? Yeah. That mild. You know, I'll just uh, great. I'll just quote Greater Tuna right now. When when uh, Vera asked Bertha, "How do you hold up?" and Bertha says, "Vera, I'm used to it." Uh, <laughs> Oh, she did. Um, and my reaction, you know, I feel like sometimes we can get too obsessed with like, oh, should we whatever? Because you look at the hashtag and look at all those couples. I think about growing up and not ever seeing anything like that. I go, sometimes those of us that are basically semi-professional homosexuals need to lighten up and let people have a good time. And I say that at myself. Well, uh, but yes. All right. Well, onward. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm open to you. Well, uh, but yes, nothing. You're just filling the the space with well, word salad, figuring out with that story, and now you're just like we're just been on this story forever. You said accelerate. Okay, I'm done. Uh, uh, do you see the timeline on our thing? I do. We're right on time. I said if you summarize that first paragraph, we can look at those. How, how well did I do? I summarized. Bam. How you did, did. I do? It's okay. And if you don't know what's next, you could just leave it silent, and I'll pick it up. Well, isn't it? It's not me, is it? It isn't. That's exactly, you were exactly right. I was just yeah. laughing at you going, so, um, yeah. It was commercial. <laughs> right now, we have reached the midpoint of our show. And y'all, we do. I hope it's always clear to y'all that we do this because we love each other. Like, we're both strong people. And we know it's entertaining to y'all when we bicker like children that have lived together too long. No. Y'all, he's the only person I see except Blake. That's it. That's it. My little bubble is tiny. And we do have a good time. And we do thank you all for showing up and hanging out with us. And if you enjoy the show and you want to send us a tip or two, a dollar or five or 10 or a thousand, because you've got more money than you know what to do with, you can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or an email to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. And I haven't said it in a while, but I will let y'all know. I do always split those tips with Dell. It takes both of us to make the Dell and Emerson show work. And and I have to say, and I'm I'm really really sorry the person who said that they didn't get the link. And please please go see the show that I did because I was so grateful for the generosity of so many people. We sold out the VIP. Emerson, I I, I cut Emerson in on it because I that that was a flawless tech show. He not only introduced me, but he put all those graphics that, and there were lots of graphics. So Emerson, I really do appreciate you, and I think that. What? Did someone put Trump 2020? Peggy, oh. you might have gotten lost Peggy, on your way you here. Are, this is Peggy. You, this must be what it's like to be in hell for you. Oh, Peggy, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Peggy, I'm just kidding. It's just lighthearted. Go fuck yourself. Um, um, no, Peggy, please stick around. I feel like some of the worst things people do, and probably why you still feel that way, is that people are a little siloed, and maybe it will help you to hear some perspectives from the other side. Yes, Peggy. Y'all don't hate on Peggy. 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 All I hear is Bo Bridges. Please stay, Peggy. Um, all right, because because we, right. we made it into to our news. Um, I wanted to share this story because I found it personally inspiring. Charlie Carver uh, is having a huge moment right now. He plays the orderly that's disfigured with the burns on Ratchet. He's in Boys in the Band that just came out on Netflix. And in the interview circuit, he told Variety a story that years ago um, at a gay. Uh, uh, a gay entertainment industry colleague gave him a hard time at a party for being effeminate and slapped him before he was out. He made really clear, so don't try to guess, it's not an actor, it's not a co-star, so it's not someone you'd know. He says on the night it happened, this person told him three times his acting was effeminate. Carver wasn't out, and he said, I was told that I needed to get it under control around people in the business. Later that evening, while Charlie was waiting at the valet, he ran into that coworker again and asked him what he meant. Instead of clarifying, the man slapped him across the face. Carver says it wasn't playful, but intentional, pointed, and meant to be instructive, a slap. I told him that if he ever touched me again, I'd name him. Carver decided then and there he was not going to take the co-worker's words to heart. That was the moment when I said to myself, I can't do this. I cannot police myself in that way. 
He came out in January 2016. His career is doing great. And next year, he's in the Batman opposite Robert Pattinson. But I love that he shared that story because it is a thing so many of us working in entertainment think about, about our mannerisms, you know, about worrying, do we seem gay in a way that's stereotypical that someone else might assume that would make them say, you can't play straight characters, you can only play gay roles. And I'll say, I've got my own story about a casting director who once told someone I know, auditioning actors to play a good gay a role meant to be extremely gay, talking about manicures and pedicures, saying Emerson's too gay to play that super gay role. Like y'all, yes, I'm a little swishy. I talk with my hands, but I'm not so far down the list that every time I talk, taffeta shoots out and I can't control it if I need to. Yeah, I just, you know, I think about our friend Leslie Jordan and I, I remember he was, he was working for a Sam Weissman, actually. I'll just name the director who over the intercom, it was for the Robert Urich show that the, the, uh, the sitcom that Faye Dunaway was on. And he was playing this, the shortest FBI agent. And I can't remember exactly what he said. He goes, could you please butch it up? This is not the true show. And in front of everybody, I mean, over a loudspeaker on a soundstage. And I'm like, look at you now, my friend. Look at you now. Turning down jobs because they're just coming in right and left. So be your authentic self, y'all. And, and also, let's let's be honest. You know, when we did a very sort of wedding and you said, "Is we're, we're going to make this, you know, what kind of role... You know, as you started crafting Billy Joe Dobson specifically for me, one of the things we talked about was the chance for me to do something really masculine and totally different that I like literally needed to be able to show people, look, I promise you, I can talk without a dick in my mouth. Right. Uh, I just really quick, Emerson, and I promise you I'll catch up, but yeah. I got a really sweet uh, email today from uh, someone named Tina, who her cousin is in prison and he's he's dying uh, right now. And the last movie he saw was A Very Sorted Wedding. And it makes me cry. He said that he told her that that your role was so inspirational to him because you talked about in that 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 monologue where you talked about your your horror of a childhood. And that's the way he felt his childhood was. And so he really connected. It's kind of odd that he connected to, you know, the serial killer in A Very Sorted Wedding. And uh, he's got cirrhosis of the liver and doesn't have very long to live. So anyway, we gave him joy and he was in his last days. He's actually talking about your role in that movie. So anyway, um, now you're making me up. You're, you're getting, I, I didn't mean to make you cry. All right. Um, um, I'm gonna, no, it's, it's just love. <laughs> Y'all, we do, we do this and we sit here and it's like, you know, it's the same idea, y'all, that show up. It's just nice to have a reminder while all of this crazy shit is happening that we feel like, you know, what can any of us do to make this world better? And, you know, we joke about hating Republicans, but it's not even true because it's like it's the things they've done to make so many of the people we love feel less than and smaller. That's why we joke like this. It is nice to have a reminder that the stuff we put out is impactful for y'all. So thank you. Yeah. All. all right. Well, anyway, in fun news. story here. And I'll send you that email because it's very sweet from Tina Ayers. Okay. Jose Rolon, Rolon, Jose Rolon is, uh, first of all, he's very handsome. I went uh -huh. on Instagram and he's very handsome. He's a wedding planner, events organizer in New York City and the father of two young girls and a boy. 
He got a big social media follow uh, following. And if you, you can go at NYC Gay Dad, he posts videos and photos of his family life. There he is. And uh, often really funny videos with his kids. And he had one that went viral recently, a questionnaire asked, not trying to be offensive or anything, just an actual question, but do gay dads want their son to like girls or like guys? Rather than answering the tired and outdated idea that gay people want to indoctrinate kids, Roland made a video with his son asking him the questions. And we want to show you this video because it is so cute. Oh, uh oh, technical difficulties. Uh, well, I... no, shoot, hold is on. That, is not gonna work. No, it will. Hold on, we'll get it. It's too cute. We'll just everyone enjoy. Oh, y'all and... just uh, talk amongst yourself. See if Pe talk to Peggy. Y'all talk to Peggy. Peggy, are you still here? Um, is Peggy, Peggy, Peggy? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here he is. Um, uh, I don't know that we're going to get it. Maybe let me ask you a few questions. Do you hear it? Who's your queen? That's easy, Beyonce. I still think it's Janet. Fine. Favorite milk? Harvey Milk. Good. Batman or Robin? Thor. You fell for the trick question. How do you say yes? Yes, queen. Good. You're dismissed. We'll yeah. resume tomorrow. <laughs> so instead of, getting, instead of getting angry, he just played right into the stupidity of that question. And uh, and what, how, how cute were they? What a good dad just being so fun and silly with his kid. Uh, all right. Yes. Um, and another, you know, reminder, you know, we look to young people uh, to set the the stage for the new generation and it's always exciting for me to see it. Um, a quick story about a, Louis, a student in Texas. Uh, she's in Louise Independent School District. Y'all, there's only 400 people in the whole district and they're going back to in-person learning, which started a standoff for high school senior Sine Martinez. So she had just come out as trans. Now she believes she won't be able to go to school because the dress code says she must adhere to the dress code of her biological gender. She said they told her she can't come back unless she takes out her piercings and cuts her hair. She said, as a female, I should follow the female handbook. It's my senior year. I'd love to go back, but I don't feel welcome at all. Superintendent Dr. Garth Oliver claims people in the district love and accept Martinez, but that she must follow the rules. It's not clear where how the situation will work out because the Texas Association of School Boards does say their legal guidance on trans students' rights says the trans students should be accepted as their gender. Sinead said, I'm here to tell everyone that trans students should be allowed for their education. It is their rightful purpose for them to go into school and get their education. Doesn't matter what race, gender, or sexuality. And I've got a quick little photo of her because like, I can't imagine being a small Texas town. She's just come out as trans, headed into her senior year, which is supposed to be the most exciting time of her life. And they're worried about her haircut, which those bullshit gendered school handbook rules anyway, you know, where boys can wear shorts and girls have to wear skirts to their knees. Like all that gendered crap's stupid anyway, even separate from the trans issue of it all for her. Yeah, it is, it is kind of stupid. I mean, kind of, it is stupid, but it seems like that, you know, instead of just the students need to get educated, it seems like Dr. Garth Oliver needs to get a little education himself. Yeah. So, 
So as, as we always do lately, uh, until uh, November the 3rd, we are spotlighting uh, some candidates. And today in our Senate spotlight, it is Montana. It, uh, we, we're looking at Steve Bullock. He's running to unseat Steve Daines. Bullock is a two-time governor of Montana who started as a union side labor lawyer who led a statewide initiative to raise the minimum wage. As governor, he helped save rural hospitals, expanded healthcare access. A funny story, as a kid, he delivered newspapers to the governor's mansion he now lives in. He issued an executive order in 2016 to extend some of the Equality Act's protection to workers in Montana, and he strongly supports the Equality Act at the federal level. So it is a close race for Democratic Governor uh, 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 Steve Bullock. Uh, so he needs he needs our help. It's a very red state, and um, to get reelected, please help him out. SteveBullock.com. Yes. I mean, that one is a close race, but he's a Democratic governor and he's got a good shot at winning this. So we need to give him all the support that we are able to, whether it's time or donations. And of course, important to focus on down ballot uh, in the LGBTQ community, because uh, we talk about, you know, representation really matters and it's important. So we are focusing on some of them as well. And we look to Nebraska where Mark Snow is running for the Nebraska legislature and he'd be the first LGBTQ person of color elected in their state. He's currently the president of the Omaha School Board. His big policy pushes are protecting public schools, increasing funding for public education, special education, mental health services, universal pre-K and fucking paying teachers more and expanding equity, focusing on workplace protections, banning conversion therapy and protecting yeah. women's rights in health care, increasing the minimum wage and more. So to volunteer or vote, donate to Mark Snow, go to www.votesnow.com. He is one of those email addresses, by the way, that drives me crazy because when I look at it, I see votes now. I do too. Snow. I do too. I, when I was looking at it, I thought, wonder why he has votesnow.com. And then I, then I figured it out. Um, and y'all, thank you to all who have contributed to my little campaign. We've raised over $2,200 for all of these candidates combined. Uh, I'm putting that link again in the chat room if you want it. It's an easy way to contribute to all 20 of our spotlight candidates at once. And uh, we have a story about a, a mom that may sue for her daughter. Her name is Melissa Hart, not to be confused with Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, uh -huh, the not the same. Teenage Wish, not, it's not her, uh, who, by the way, is a Republican, I believe, is a mom who's filed a formal complaint, not this mom, the, Melissa Hart is a mom who's filed a formal complaint against the administration of Charlestown, uh, Charlestown High School in Indiana, alleging discrimination, failing to protect a student from bullying and violation of student rights. She claims her 17-year-old daughter faced multiple instances of homophobic discrimination and bullying at the hands of a teacher and administrator after she started dating another female student. So one day when the teen was late, the teacher reportedly told her in front of the class, you wouldn't be late if you hadn't been kissing and hugging on that girl. The following week, Hart's daughter skipped that teacher's class. The school administrator found the couple hiding in the bathroom and shouted at them, get your shit and your gay asses out of here. The girl's mother was listening on speakerphone. And, uh, ooh, I love a mama bear. She remained on the line as 
Two school officials questioned her daughter, uh, asking if she was in a romantic relationship with the other student and if they had been having intimate relations. Two weeks earlier, school officials had raised complaints from teachers and students about the pairing holding hands. Hart asked the school why her daughter was being singled out and was told that the Charlestown community isn't ready to deal with same-sex relationships. I mean, after all, it's uh, Pence's state. Uh, she said, I told him, she has rights. My daughter does have rights, to which she alleges he responded, no, ma'am, she doesn't. Hart says, let me be clear. This is homophobic discrimination, plain and simple. You do not have the right to interrogate my daughter regarding her sexual orientation. The CHS administration should be ashamed of themselves for condoning, promoting, and participating in this behavior. Well said, Melissa Hart. I think about, you know, good for her. Can you imagine being... Being in high school, it's awkward talking about your relationship with adults and adults anyway, and then coming in, following them into the bathroom where they're hiding from this terrible teacher. I love that they knew what was going to happen. Sounds to me like they also staged it a little bit because they were like, mom, he's being, they're being the worst. So they were like, we're going to call you. And if they come in here looking for us, you'll be able to hear how terrible they are. I'm like, good for you. Smart girl. Hi, we're but, in here. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, you skipped class and we're in this bathroom. You're going to be a bigot. Could you come do it in well, here where there's a nice echo? I believe it's called good trouble. Uh-huh. Absolutely. See, all I ever did in bathrooms in high school was sing because they had good acoustics. So if oh. I got the bathroom to myself, oh, it just sounded so good. That must have been awkward when you got caught. It did happen once in a while. You're like, <laughs> I just paying, just pissing. I'm just singing in my penis. Singing? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then another, because y'all, the news is real heavy. I found this really fun thing. I did an interview uh, a while back with this incredible guy, Matt Baum. He's got all these different podcasts and YouTube channels. And he has a new YouTube series called Culture Cruise, uh, where he sort of looks at events in pop culture and sees what caused them. And through doing an exploration of that, y'all remember that 90s show, called Dinosaurs that was like the animatronic dinosaurs from Jim Henson. I definitely watched it with that like big yeah, baby. Uh, well, he was doing research for an episode of Culture Cruise about that. I want to put up uh, his YouTube channel so that you can find it. I'm putting it in the chat room. It's Maddie Matt on YouTube. Um, and in the show, he talked about that leading him down a rabbit hole to find the story of a real-life gay dinosaur hunter, Franz Noxa, who was a flamboyant Transylvanian baron who lived in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Wow. An olden-timey di gay dinosaur hunter. Early in his career, he met and fell in love with another scientist named Bajazid Doda, and the two men went on countless adventures and expeditions together, serving as spies during World War I and touring the continent on a motorcycle looking for dinosaur fossils. I mean, I want to watch this movie. At one point, they were captured by bandits in the mountain, and Bajazid's father came to rescue them with a bunch of his armed guards. That's noteworthy because it shows that the family was on good terms with this couple more than 100 years ago. The close family relationship was echoed in an episode of Dinosaurs that Matt talks about on Culture Cruise 
where the teenager basically comes out as an herbivore. So they like clearly use the metaphor of him coming out as an herbivore as a stand-in for coming out as gay in the early 90s, like social issues on this show. So it reflected the premise of this whole episode because this old and Tommy dinosaur theorized that these dinosaur hunters came up with the idea that dinosaurs took care of their young, which was not well known back then. Also, Nopska was the first person in history to hijack an airplane. So go and watch the full episode of Culture Cruise on YouTube uh, with Matt Baum and the episode of Discussions, and he does it there. I put it in the chat on the channel. I just thought that was a fun little rabbit hole to fall it down. Was. Was that's the one I did the interview where he interviewed he interviews queer men and asks what's the like cultural thing that you can point to for your on your coming out journey and my episode was all about how the best little whorehouse in Texas definitely spoke to my coming out journey. Yes, those Aggies, those Aggies. Yes, that Aggie dance. Oh, the uh, Aggies. Can you the story? Yeah, do it. Okay, so you know you're it's you're you're when you when the Vatican thinks you're a bigot, okay? Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was denied an audience with Pope Pope, I said Pope, Pope Francis uh -huh. as Vatican officials accuse him of attempting to use the concept of religious freedom for political gain. LGBTQ and women's rights have been frequent targets of his agenda. During a trip to Rome, Pompeo accused the Catholic Church of putting its moral authority at risk at an event held at the U.S. Embassy. The church works with Chinese authorities uh, on the appointment of bishops. So Pompeo accused the Vatican officials of being complicit in human rights abuses in China. After Pompeo's remarks, Vatican officials confirmed that Pompeo had requested an audience with the Pope and had been rebuffed. A Vatican official was asked if Pompeo was attempting to use the incidents as a retaliation for political gain. Mm -hmm. Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Paralin said, some have interpreted it this way. That's the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it like Father Guido Sarducci. They're above all the domestic and political news. I don't have proof of this, but certainly this is one of the way of looking at it. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty good, just for you I, know. I thought that was excellent. You know, I, I'm not sure I'll be cast with this these features as an Italian. But I don't know if you booked it, but it was certainly an entertaining audition that will be discussed. You said they were laughing in the room. They were laughing yeah. when they saw my video of it. Oh yeah. my god! Del they Short. definitely brought everyone in to watch your audition video, and then said, "Don't bring him in. We won't get through it." <laughs> Y'all, when the Pope and the Vatican think that you might be a little bigoted, you are definitely a bridge too far. Yeah. So, oh my God. Um, okay, y'all, before we get to the end of the show, because we have a fun little video that just made my heart happy to end the show with. Dale's leaving, as we've talked about on Friday, so no show on Friday um, while he travels. But we have a question to everyone in it. We want a real answer. If we moved the show up to 12 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, I realize some of y'all have real jobs and have gone back to work 
But would some of you still join the show if we did it way earlier in the day like that so he can get to his classes that are at 3.30 to 10 p.m. Yes, I teach every day. day. And I'm would willing you, to do it. I'm willing to do the show. And Would um, you, please tell us right now, would you, one, still tune in? And two, if it meant you couldn't, would you want us to do it so that you could watch it later and you could comment later and still tip later when you watched it back? Would that, would that work? Who would be able to still tune in? Should we still just do it, do it earlier and know that those of you that can't catch it will watch the rerun? And while y'all write those comments, a little Damn. behind. A huge thank you to Ben Burgess and Michael Shane uh, Jiggs uh, for your tips today. I realized I was a little messy in the commercial okay, earlier. Yes, Johnny Hartman. Hi. Can you let me finish the commercial before you jump in with that? Wouldn't it be funny if we just had a really big fight and I just said, not worried. Does anyone, I want to know. Does anybody ever think that we're actually fighting? Because uh, y'all. Somebody, somebody wrote me uh, when we were on the other show. Remember that person was said, I, are you okay? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you were like, we were, we were just doing what we do. And I was like, oh, we are never serious. Never. We have never once, I promise you, we've never once gone off the air. And I, I said, Emerson, don't you ever talk like that to me or whatever, or vice versa. Um, because y'all, to be really clear, it's half the fun. We know who we are. What I do in our world, it's, that's the roles we signed up for, is to do the plan and make sure we get to where we want to get and do the things. But it's out of joyful fun that I find it entertaining occasionally to pretend like it's like not going well. We can't do the show real wrong. We just do it for fun. And we know that. So yeah. it's just for your entertainment, to be clear. We do not have to answer to a network. That's right. <laughs> Like y'all, we're doing this for like forty to sixty dollars an episode. Like, there's not a, there's not a serious. Uh, and every once in a while, some some big additional bonus. So it seems like yes. So y'all, we will try it out, and we'll see. Full disclosure: if it gets funky with Dell's schedule or anything, but so we won't be here Friday. We will be back next Tuesday at an all new time, and I'll send out the graphics. We'll have the new times on the information, and good because we do love doing it. And you'll, um, see, you'll see my dig the Natchitoches. Yo, I'm going to steal Magnolia's town. That's where I'm going to be teaching at Northwestern State University. Um, so, um, oh, uh, we, Leanne, we, Leanne, you know, Leanne, Leanne is one of our most consistent tippers and contributors. We appreciate it. She said, "Will you call me personally and give me therapy at least once a week?" We won't. You can't unless you're going to pay my hourly rate. You know, my our, our hourly lesson rates are a hundred dollars. You wait, I'll sit and listen to whatever you want. We'll, you know, we'll we'll pretend to have therapy with you. We'll say, uh huh. Uh, most of therapy isn't that what it is anyway. It's like, oh, oh, yes, well, it's just paying oh, somebody to listen. And you're um, and I just want to. We'll show this real quick as we get ready to go out, y'all. Um, oh wait, hold on, I didn't share it right because I was talking. Uh, but this cute little boy is a big little little mix fan. And if you haven't seen this video, let it bring joy to your heart while we talk. He's just dancing at the concert, having a grand old time. And you know what I love about this? So many of us were this uninhibited when we were younger. And we let adolescence fuck us up. We stopped sharing our joy with the world. We started censoring. And y'all, I just want to take this little boy as inspiration. 
dance and sing to your heart's content. And, and See, where, what concert is it, Emerson? It's a little mixed concert, but y'all take that joy into everything that you do this week and this weekend. And remember, dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. Or like someone is. <laughs> oh, y'all say a let Send out some good vibes for us tomorrow at one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern. That's right. That's right. We're, we have a, a wonderful meeting we're very excited about. So, yeah, send us some good vibes and, and y'all send me some good vibes as I travel on Friday. And, uh, and we on Tuesday, we'll get to hear all of Bell's adventure and how it went as he went across the country. Yes. All right. That's it, y'all.